what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Dallas, Texas, crazy women, that's the only kind I know, crazy women, keep me running for the door, crazy women, I guess they're all the same. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59, volume 4 of 2021's number 74 ranked podcast in the Hickory metropolitan area, which does include Newton, Conover, Hildebrand, and Taylorsville, but excludes Valdez, Connolly Springs, and Bethlehem. The date is January 20th, 2021. My name is Chad East, and I'm a big fan of fresh new starts, planning for Super Bowl parties, and finally learning how to utilize some of the functions of my new iPhone after 10 years of simply using it to send text, check sports scores, and send work email. Hank, how you doing? I exclude nobody from any of those counties. So those are all my people. So <laughs> this is only chatty speaking. So um, my name is Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of the beauty of springtime weather in the middle of winter, being able to make faces at people under your mask, and insulated cups, one of Chad's favorites. Why, yes, they are, Hank. Why, yes, they are. Insulated cups. You know, I have about 12 of them in my trunk as we speak. You never know. You need to break out the insulated cup and, you know, share with a friend or several friends. You know, you never know. Well, anyway, buddy, let's get started here. I want to start with, so uh, I was talking about my iPhone. So I've had an iPhone since the original iPhone came out. The iPhone 1, however long ago that was, 10 14, 15 years ago, and then I moved up to the three, then I got the five, then it went to the eight. And so recently I got the 11 for Christmas when I purchased the 11 for my daughter, Olivia, and the another version for my daughter, Lucy Rose. Well, since then, I am learning all kinds of wonderful things about this phone. Not only can you just send text, which I typically just use it for, text to my friends, you know, send a funny joke out or a witty, a witty comment. Or check to see who won the state versus, you know, Georgia Tech game on Saturday. Or, you know, listen to Georgia Georgia Tech, definitely. Or maybe listen to some music or send a work email. But now I've got all these things synced up. Like I can put my new AirPod buds or whatever, AirPods, AirPods in. I can say something to my phone or through my AirPod. And I'm controlling all these things. Like I'll send text with my voice through my AirPods. I could look at a screen. A video by saying something through my AirPods, it'll pop it up on my phone, Hank. The technology that I'm learning from my daughters is tremendous because before it was simply just a phone that I would call you on, you know? Now all these wonderful things I can do with it. Well, I I, got to say that's awful sad because all of us were doing these things for the last year. (laughs) And um, I think it's not more of a function of you getting the iPhone 11 as much as it is that you just have zero tolerance for learning more stuff, like many of our friends. I'm such a boomer. I mean, I have to admit it now. I mean, that my kids call me a boomer, and I would always think that I was the furthest from a boomer, you know? But, dude, I am the definition of one. I don't want to learn new things. I just want my stuff to do the stuff that it's supposed to do. I don't need to learn all its bells and whistles. Just let me talk on it and send a text. But, man, I've learned so much. It's very, I'm very you sound happy. like 
sound like Tom East or Pete Imer right there. I got to tell you. Oh God, is it that sad? Is it that sad? And speaking of Tom East, Hank, I hate to say this, but we got our first uh, hate mail regarding the Big Fan Podcast this past week. And uh, no, it didn't come from someone in, uh, you know, let's say a, an enemy of ours from St. Stephen's High School in 1991. Nor did it come from a tennis captain of a team in Boone who we beat for the championship last year in our, uh, you know, our mixed doubles. No, it came from my blood, my flesh and blood. My father sent in some terrible hate mail regarding our podcast. Typically, the things we receive via text or email, they're always friendly and positive, like, oh, man, you guys were so funny when you were talking about, you know, that movie the other day, or, man, great insight when you're talking about the top 10 list of, you know, Christmas uh, songs. But no, no, no. This email consisted of, Chad, don't want to hurt your feelings, but your podcast sucked. Those were the exact words. (laughs) I don't want to hurt your feelings, but your podcast sucked. So, you know, that, and that's actually all he said. So I called him immediately and I was like, whoa, dude, that's pretty rough. You know, we're just coming at, we're out, Hank and I are out here just trying to do some good things for the community and have a little fun and try to do a little entertaining show. And, you know, all you, all like feedback I get from you is that we really suck. Can you enlighten us? What, what is the deal? And he said that oh, we got on him. <laughs> we got on him. He said, because uh, I, I mean, I really wanted to know why he really thought it sucked. He said the past episode was kind of boring, and he did not realize why well, we have to bring Addison Fox's name into the podcast, which I don't even remember us talking about Addison, but I guess my dad really doesn't like Addison. I guess. I don't know. But that was his biggest complaint is that we brought Addison's name up in the podcast. So, Addison, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not, my dad is not your biggest fan. But anyway. Can you think of anything that really went wrong last during last week's episode that would make him force him to write this horrible email regarding our show? No, I can't because you know one of the things that I will refuse to do is I'll, I'll reference Tom East, but it's always you know in a, in a good way. Like I, I I really enjoy Tom East, but the way that this conversation's going, I'm kind of fearful to bump into Tom East here in the next little bit. You know, I don't want to bump into him at the ABC store or at the grocery store or anywhere else because he sounds like he's a man on a mission. And when you type, when you type a three word email to your son, your show sucks. We got some real issues. We got a problem. You know, he may have now it's it might be coming to me now. Maybe the reason for all of this uh uh, his planning to, to tell us how bad our show was. He was interviewed by the Hickory Daily Record. Okay, it makes sense now, Hank. Yesterday, he is going to be in the paper on Sunday. They're interviewing a lot of veterans, and they wanted them to tell a little bit of a story of their history and like their uh, you know, uh, experience in the military. And so there were four veterans right. interviewed. Now that I think about it, I think he was using that. So I would bring him on the show this week. You know, your show sucks. Well, if my show sucks, Dad, you should come on the show. He probably wanted me to say, hey, you should come on the show and you show me how good you are. Then he could come and push his segment that will be in the Hickory Daily Record on Sunday. Do you think that's what he's doing? Man, he's a marketing genius. He's been selling He's been selling printing since you don't even know when. So you know what? I give it up to Tom. 
he he knew that the best way to get to you was to tell you that you suck and you were going to do everything in your ability as a son to prove to him that dad i want you to be proud of me and i don't suck let me show you let me have you on my show and let you promote your story cuz you know what you know what the real underlying like problem is with your dad right now do you know how much attention your mom's getting from that article she did in the paper the other day? He is he if she got 40 compliments, he's looking for 41. <laughs> exactly, Hank. I think we are on to something here. He's he's a little jealous. He's a little jealous that his son has a podcast and his wife stole the headlines of the Hickory Daily Record about 3 weeks ago. I mean, and he wants his his light. He wants the light to shine on him a little. So anyway, Pop, good luck to you, man. I hope at least 12 people buy the Hickory Daily Record Sunday and read your article about your time in the Vietnam War. I'm sure it will be very, very worthwhile. So if you guys can get the Sunday paper, HDR, go check it out. My old man's in there. So, buddy, what you got going on in your world, my friend? Uh, We've got a lot of interesting things happening. Before I let you speak, I just thought about something. It is January 20th. This is Inauguration Day. We were talking about in my intro that I, I am a big fan of fresh new starts. We don't be, we're not political on this show by any means, but I did feel that it was time for a fresh new start. And I hear we're speaking to you about 3.15 on Inauguration Day, January 20th. Everything went off without a hitch. I've heard. I haven't got to see anything nor read anything. But I don't know if you remember, Hank, just two weeks ago, to the minute is when the the rioters stormed the Capitol. That was two weeks ago to the minute, almost, you know, to, it's, this is crazy. And now we're celebrating a new president who is inaugurated yeah. today. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, you know, it's um, the inauguration in general, not, you know, like we said, we're not going to talk about what administration, whatever, you know, yeah. it's always kind of a um, an interesting day because there's excitement, there's um, pageantry, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of like, um, yeah, you know, there's tradition, there's a lot of that. And, you know, I feel like, you know, some of that was lost today. Um, but you know, all all of which, you know, this, this day is, is, um, going to happen every four years. There's going to be, you know, I think this was the fourth time that a president didn't, um, show up at the inauguration of the the incoming president. So, you know, I, I, there's going to be this inauguration, just like, those four others are going to be talked about for years to come. It's just, you know, um, from two weeks ago, it's nice to have kind of a, a, a modest uh, celebration or a modest event opposed to um, what could have been because there could have been, you know, a lot of a, a lot of turmoil or a lot of problems. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of chaos. Actually, today, is, as I was re- listening to someone else describe today, it's kind of like the whole country <sighs> – can maybe exhale. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you take a deep breath and you just exhale, right? That's kind of right. the way I've been feeling today. Um, you know, so think about this, you know, President Biden now has a huge task in front of him and, you know, he's got his probably 10, his list is more than 10 things long, but, you know, it's a long list of things that he wants to fix and change and, and do for our, for our country, probably really quick. You know, Hank, I know one thing that was on your list of things to do when you came into the, you rushed into this 2021, January 1st. And like, here's one thing that I really want to do. Well, I think it was called dry January, Hank. 
And I know mm-hmm. you're in the and you're in the midst of it right now. Can you tell me how dry January is going for you, buddy? Well, it's it's going pretty well, pretty well. Okay, so you start off we're we're dry. But let me let me just start this off. It's like every year, you know, you do this for your own um, growth, and you do it to just you know challenge yourself to do something against the norm. I see you shaking your head over there. But you know, it has it has ever. less to do with the alcohol and more to do with the the mind of the individual doing it. Okay, and. Yes. Um, when I started this January of dry January, I did this with five of my brothers. Okay. Five gentlemen that said, you know what? I'm going to test this in my own spirit as well. Okay. Two of those brothers fell down by the 5th of January. Okay? <laughs> they, Man, I'm proud of them for making it five days. That's probably, that's pretty good. That's quite the accomplishment. <laughs> they went to the mountains together and neither one of them wanted to hang out with each other long enough. So they had to bring liquor out. So I, listen, I get it. I get it. I, I completely get it. The next individual, there are three of us left. One of one, which, which you would not think would be so disciplined has held strong, has held strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Has, is completed and devoted to the month. Okay. I have had one, one cheat day. And I, I'm being honest. I've had one cheat day. I had a uh, Harris went out of town for two nights, and uh, Reagan and I had dinner. And you know, I just I, I come on. Didn't have to get up for anything. It was this Friday night. Come on, okay. So one cheat day. <laughs> one cheat day. Yes. So our third friend, who I think tried to call you today and tried to uh, incriminate me said that he was going to do it with us, but he wanted one carve out, just one, that he, he could he could enjoy red wine when he had steak. Okay. That was That's, the one clause in his contract, right, for this dry January. Yeah. It's like, if I have a steak, I've got to have red wine with it. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. Okay. We are on day 20. He has had steak 18 <laughs> out of 20 days. Okay. Oh, Those man. other two days, his wife, who I talked to yesterday, said... I said, well, we've had this little carve out for steak. And she looked at me and she goes, not just steak. So he is not dry. He's as wet as a scuba diver, as my friend would say. He is not, and he wants to get all the credit for it. (laughs) So, you know, you've done this for the last few years, as you mentioned. So you and this group of individuals, you know, that's the pact you make. And most of them fall off the wagon, like you said. But, you know, when you guys do make it to January thirty one. You know, whoever does make it, maybe the other buddy who I think I know, who is, it's shocking to me that he's still alive in this thing. I figured he'd be done, you know, January 2nd, but he's still, he's still motoring along. So what happens January 31st or actually February 1? What happens on that day? I mean, do y'all like blow it out or just normal consumption continues? Well, I will say it depends on the day that it falls, right? True. The 31st is a Sunday. So I'm sure there's going to be some conversation about that Saturday being uh, the 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 crest day that maybe <laughs> maybe we get maybe we get Saturday night. And right. so um, I'll just say Saturday night will be an interesting evening if that's yeah. the case. The fella who did this little clause in the contract of red meat and then stocked up on so much red meat that he can eat it for the entire month of January. To me, it's brilliant. It 
is brilliant, I tell you. So anyway, yeah. congratulations to you guys. I hope you make it through uh, the next few weeks and enjoy yourself on that January 30th, that Saturday night. Yes, sir. What do you think? What do you think your the over under on days of Chatty's making it? Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Play over game. under Chatty's making it th- the day. What's the over under? Is it seven days? Is it four days? Is it 14 days? Is it 31 days? What's the over under? What's I'll the be, betting? Sure. And I will be, I know what Vegas would set the number at, and it would probably be less than 12 hours. But <laughs> <laughs> if I, I have the willpower, Hank, and I do, I could stop right now for the rest of my life, Hank. Here we you go. Know, right, right now, right here. I have the strength and determination to do that if I want to. But the question I ask of you is why would I do that? I I don't want to do that. I have no reason to do that. So I would say, you know, if it was up to me, I I would last a lifetime. A lifetime. If it was up to Vegas, let's give it eight hours. Let's give it eight Eight hours. (laughs) Okay. I think that that's a reasonable approach. What is the average over under for our Davy Drives a Hummer football fantasy football league total members? That we crack. What's who who stays in the short? Like you don't have to give names, but what's the yeah. shortest? If we all continue, and who gets and and who's the longest? Do we get a twelve hour and a twenty five days? Do we get what are we getting? I'm giving yeah, I'm giving a four hour. Let's go a four hour. So this person would wake up on Jan, January one about four o'clock in the morning and go ahead and make a bloody mary. So I'm going four okay. hours for the the under right, and then okay. for the top the top of that group. I would say there's a couple fellas that if they really wanted to, it'd be solid three months. I'd give them three months that they'd say, hey, I don't need to have a drink. You know, what do you think? I think I think you're probably onto something. I think that there's more people closer to the to the floor of the basement than there is to the roof of the house. I can tell you that much. Absolutely. Well, that is a, that was a fun game we played right there, Hank. Uh, (laughs) Let's let's do this one. I'll, I'll pose the same question to you and let's take. Let's let's take your oh I don't know if we should yeah let's let's do this your working office because I you work with some fantastic people some of them maybe like to party some of them don't party at all so if you had a roundabout average figure would you say same question to you what is the floor what is the ceiling so the floor we got people every day talking about they're walking out here taking you know, <laughs> take a shot or something. So, you know, I, I would right. say that, there are, that we're, we could talk in minutes, not hours for the floor. Um, you know, I'd say every every third office at my building has a bottle of liquor in it. OK, yeah. there's a there's a, a lender here in town that instead of bringing Christmas presents, they bring us mini bottles. Oh, so yeah. knows us well. So you're talking minutes, not hours is the floor, you know, outside of the people that do not drink here which is great. Fantastic. I would say that the over is probably that two, three months, you know, I think people can commit to it and be busy, but this job, this job will drive you insane. Yeah. As is, as does our job. And so at our plant, if I ask myself the same question, I'd say the floor again, being about four to five hours, the ceiling being about 24 hours. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> we, we work in some stressful conditions over in the printing industry. So, you know, we're under tight deadlines. So a drink is needed at all times, I would say. Absolutely. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, January 20th, we're coming to you live. Do you know what happened exactly, exactly one year ago to this day, Hank, as I well? I don't. 
exactly one year ago, the first known COVID case was reported in a small town north of Seattle. One year ago to this day, January 20th, 20th, the first COVID case domestically here in our country was reported. Do you also remember, and I don't remember we talked about COVID. I want to say it was like toward the latter part of January, early February. And we were like, what is this thing? This is nothing. It'll blow away. But then I said, man, but do you remember I saw I saw people wearing masks in the mall going down the escalator and all this stuff. Well, man, this stuff is one year ago, one year ago. But I, I would like to say bring that up again. I thought you really were getting ready to say, do you remember when I said this? We'd be at a mall. You've done it twice <laughs> in the podcast. And people I, I'm going to get hate mail saying, tell Chad to quit telling the story about how he has, uh, he was the one that called how devastating Corona would be. I don't know why I just had to like plop that little part in about the escalator and the mask and the ball. I just, you know, I just like to bring it up. But anyway, yeah, it's been one year ago. And so what, if you think about one year, all the stuff, and we did that thing in our last podcast, all the stuff that's happened in a year, which feels like eight years. But the vaccines, Hank, they're starting to come. We're starting to get them. My mom and dad are on the list in two weeks to get them. We've had some friends in our town who've taken the vaccine and everything is going well. So anyway, we're moving in the right direction. But again, one year ago, the first COVID case today came out in Seattle, Washington. So anyway, I just thought that was ironic as we start fresh with our inauguration of our new president on this day. And we think back one year ago to this day of the first COVID case and now how we'll move forward. So anyway, fresh new start happening today, Mr. Eimer, today. Today. Yes. So one more thing I wanted to ask you. I don't know if you kept up with any pop culture lately, but your favorite and mine. No. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. They're splitsville, Hank. They're separating. Kim has had enough. You know, I don't know. That dude is like the top five worst human beings. I think this dude is terrible. But anyway, so I'm happy for her. Like, what do, you, what do you think about the Kim and Kanye thing? Do you think it was all a ruse for attention and money and publicity? Or do you think they really cared about each other and now he's just too crazy for it to last? What do you think about all this? Can I, can I be <clears> – I'm going to be brutally honest with this because these are two people I hate. Like, yeah. I hate – do not like them. And hate's a strong word. I don't want to use that. But Kanye West is an individual that I feel like nobody can, can tolerate. There's no woman on the planet that want to be with him. There's nobody that wants to be around him unless that he can do something for them. Kim Kardashian is the only person because she is so starved for fame and money that she will sink to the depths of, of the society to put herself at a better light. And he could be the only person that people would say, I can't stand him more than her. (laughs) <laughs> right i see so i see those two as far as i'm concerned are like magnets on the same end you know that like when you try to push them together they just don't go together they repel yes they, they repel, repel from each other yeah. that's what every civil human in america has done that they've tried to get next to has just been pushed away and the, for the those two they just flipped and stuck together i think they're horrible people i i, I will, did not know they were splitting i did not care they were splitting um, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have four kids. So I wish that their kids the best. That would be a tough, I mean, anyway, those kids will have anything they want, but think about 
what they have to deal with on a daily. Woo, that's tough. But anyway, when I started reading that today uh, about their split, I started thinking, you know, so when I was going through, I was 24, 25, my friends are starting to get engaged. My friends are starting to get married. I'm getting married when I was 25. You know, was there that one couple that, you know, you hung out with? You went to all their engagement parties, you know, you get invited to the wedding. You might even be in the wedding. You know, you might give a speech at the wedding. But deep, deep down inside, you had this feeling that uh, this one just ain't going to make it. Kind of like the Kim and Kanye. Everybody knew that one was destined to fail from the get go. Hank, do you have maybe one of these stories? And there's no names, please. But, you know, a feeling, a feeling that, you know, even if it was just an engagement and you were with your homeboy just thinking to yourself, God dang, this just doesn't feel right. Or at the wedding or at the bachelor party or something like that. You know, talk to me about this. Well, I will tell you, there was one of my buddies who him and his fiance, girlfriend, wife were like oil and water. (laughs) I mean, if... They were out together. The sky was red and he said it was blue. The car was too big. She said it was too small. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. It was constant. And I thought to myself, if this is what being married about, I don't want to be married. I don't want this hassle. And um, sure enough, engaged, married, still together 20 years wow. later. Wow. Right? Yeah. Still Fantastic. Together. But it just goes to show that you kind of grow as you've been together. And maybe it was because they were both young, you know, 20, yeah. 1, 22, 23. Um, but uh, they're still together. God bless them. So question for you, this couple that you're referring to. So when they got together from the beginning, was it from the get go like that, like oil and water, water? Or was it like, you know, good? And then it got real tense and ho- not horrible, but, you know, conflicts, conflicts of interest between the two. And then they kind of figured out a way to make it right. Was it or, you know, how, how did it go? How did it transform? I feel like it was hot early. You know, I yes. got real, it was st- straight uphill. Yeah. And then Rocky. Rocky, yeah. And then it started getting smooth again. Mm. But it was not that kind of rocket. It was just kind of like an understanding. Yes. And um, I feel like it's probably the way that most relationship, you know, I, you know, some aren't as volatile. Some aren't as like up and down. But, you know, some of the most passionate people with their spouse also are the ones that you see that have the biggest fights and the biggest blowouts and everything else. It's kind of that up and down. And, you know, we see it all the time on social media, you know, people freaking out and talking about, you know, I've seen this before. You'll see it on somebody and they're talking about, oh, we just went to Disney together and then we went to Cabo together and then we went to, you know, British Columbia together. Now we're divorced. You know, it's like these high, it's like these highs and these lows. Right. So um, I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm just glad they're together. 
Yeah, I think for majority of the public, the way you described, the, you know, at the beginning is boom, 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 skyrocket, and then you get a couple rough patches, and then things kind of smooth out. You know, I think that describes the majority of most of the relationships here in America. I know it describes, I mean, it's, it's very similar to mine. Everybody has, you know, you got that love, that such strong connection at the beginning. It's like almost lust, and you fall in love, and then you... You know, you get to know the person a little bit more. You start having kids. Oh, and this part's hard and your finances, you're working that in, how to share, how to become one. And then after a while, time just takes you where you feel like everything is really, really smooth between the two of you. So, yeah, man, I can understand exactly that. I'm glad to hear that couple that you refer to are still together. The one that I knew of when we were going through all the engagement parties, the year of 20, oh, it's the year 2000. We were all getting married. There was one. That we all said, there ain't no way, and it didn't work out. It lasted about four years. and so. But the good thing is both people remarried and now are as happy as they've ever been. So yeah. that's there's a positive to that story. But, yeah, at the beginning, at the wedding, we were like, no way, dude. This ain't, this ain't. We're going to have a good time at the wedding. There's, ain't, there's no way this one's going to make it, and sure enough, it did not. But, you know, that's, that's how it goes. That's yeah. fine. Um. What what you got for me? I, I did want to ask you something, Hank. If before I let you go, this will be real easy. Did you hear about the Super Bowl halftime show, which is three weeks away? Who is going to be performing and all that good stuff? Have you heard this yet? No. Yeah. So, do you know of the artist called The Weekend? Oh, sure. Okay, so he will be the main halftime show uh, the artist. But the interesting thing from good old Hickory, North Carolina, Eric Church is going to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl from our hometown. Is that not unbelievable? Yeah, well, he's from Hudson, and you're one of those people that will claim people that are from around our hometown. So that's that's the problem with you. That's the problem. I think Hudson was on my list of accepting. I accept the Hudson people, yes, into our hickory. See, the the people need to hear this. Hear what he said. Eric Church, I accept you. I accept accept you. You lived over in Colwell County. I dig it. I like you. All right. Now, Chad, he's trying to be all inclusive now that you're singing the national anthem. So trying to get let me tickets, you. Eric. Trying to get them tickets, bruh. No, Eric, I don't even want any tickets. I just want to I, – I, if, if Eric's out there listening to me, I got a question for Eric. <laughs> Every year, my brother-in-law and I, we like to, as Chad will say, put a shekel on something in the uh, – yeah. on, on the, yes. the Super Bowl, maybe yeah. bet a coin or two. Yes. And um, one of our favorite things to do is to bet the over on the national anthem. Favorite things to do. Now, I'm going to have to go back and see if there's any footage Ooh. of Eric Church and see if he's done a national anthem. But I wonder if he's listening right now, if he could hold a note, maybe <laughs> he could, you know, strum his guitar a little, you know, a little bit more than he needs to. Maybe sure. point out to the crowd before he starts, you know, maybe that can happen. I love that, dude. Yeah, you know, we could talk to his dad, you know, see if he can put a good word in for us that we really need to hit the over. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll just prolong it for an extra three seconds so we can get that number. We need a 215 national anthem there, Eric. See what you can do. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah, man. All right, buddy. Well, anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about. You go hit me with what you got, friend. Well, you know, um, one of the things that I think is uh, really turned out in, and this is, I, I've heard this from a couple of people is when you are walking around town and you are, um, you know, going uh, from your car to the office or whatever, 
people look different with masks on, right? They look yeah. different. Yeah. You know, they could look younger. They could look older. They could, you know, you know, you you think you know somebody, you don't know somebody. People are waving. You're like, who the heck is that? It's changed our society a little bit. The thing that it's really helped with, though, is when you're in the midst of a conversation and somebody is boring you to death, you can look them dead in the eyes and seem very interested. And underneath that mask, you're telling them, I just want to strangle you right now. Am I wrong? Oh, you're exactly right. I just got out of a <laughs> a meeting just an hour ago with one of my clients. The same thing. Like, anyway, I don't want, let's keep continue. Yes, Hank, continue. Yeah. I had my so sunglasses I, on too. So a mask and sunglasses. They have no idea what I'm doing behind the scenes, right? No, no, they idea. Have no idea. So yeah. I think that it's funny with the addition of the mask on how we can kind of work towards, um, you know, getting socially backwards because, you know, for so long, especially in the South, not to take away from our Northern friends, but, you know, growing up in the South, it is about being polite. It's about being mannerly. It's about looking people in the eyes, which is the same. I'm, you know, I know it's the same kids that are doing the same all over the world, but I'm just saying in the South, you know, that is what is drilled in us. And those those masks are taking away from these gentlemanly qualities that we're trying to push. So I just thought that that was very interesting the other day because I actually caught a glimpse of somebody doing the old mouth roll underneath (laughs) their mask to somebody else in my office. And I was like, you better be careful. That's you're flying, you know, you're, you're running on a, a a, a real, a real thin thin line there. So tell me the mouth roll, how are, so if you've become such a pro at this mask wearing and being able to check the vibe of the, the, what the person is doing underneath the mask, you can actually see a mouth roll from underneath the mask. (laughs) What is happening here? Unreal. You know, I've, I've perfected the art of the conversation where people are either blowing smoke or, you know, taking the smoke in and they're, admittedly, they'll say, I don't trust them. I don't like it. And they're giving it. So the under the mask, they will have the most, the sweetest eyes. And you'll tell them that, you know, Hey, this is the way that's going. But underneath that mask, you can see that little movement. <laughs> that's the mouth like, roll. Okay. Mouth roll. Got it. That's got it. it yeah. Hey, oh, first right. time you see it, I expect a text message saying, I just got the mouth roll. Yeah, I think I get that quite often. But now I'm, I'm ready to look for it now, Hank. So I would definitely let you know when it happens to me because I'm sure it happens to me a lot. Um, oh, you know, sure. the yeah, the Tiger Woods documentary, it's the, the newest thing that out that everybody's talking about. We talked briefly before we came on the podcast today to see it, but you'd seen it. And you have not, neither have I. However, we've read that book. And one of my buddies who was who's seen the documentary, they were like, man, I really hated Tiger Woods before. Now I hate him so much more. He's such a sleazebag. And then my report, the retort to him was, yeah, it, that book makes it paints him in a very bad light. That documentary, obviously, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it paints him in that same light. But I was thinking about that is all. And if we if you guys haven't seen it, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, this documentary and the book talks about Tiger from his when he was born to the way he is now and everything he's had to go through to become the champion that he was, but also to become a champion and sacrifice everything. You know, you you're going to you're going to be an asshole. Unfortunately, in many cases, you don't really know how to 
uh, act around people. You know, you don't really know how to treat people because the only thing that you really care about is becoming the best. Right. Does that kind of sound like maybe what how Tiger was brought up to be the best and don't let anything stand in your way kind of deal? Yeah, no, no, no. It definitely was. But, you know, the other thing is, is athletes like him, Jordan, I feel like is the same way. You know, they are competitive. Like they, they talk about Jordan and Tiger talking more trash than anybody, but that's because right. they were, they were bred to be competitive. Right. The other thing is, is that their home life, Jordan's was different. His home life, Tiger's home life with his dad was bad, was bad. His dad yeah. was not a good dude. And I think that that, you know, that pushed him towards women and everything else. Cause that's what he's grown up with. The other thing is, is both those guys, every, you had to be concerned that every single person that was put in front of you wanted something from you. Right. And Tiger knew that from an early age. Michael probably found that out at a later age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tiger was, when he was 13, he was, he was on guard on who these people were, why they were on right. his camp, what they were doing. And so I think Tiger Woods, you can see in these things that he was not a great dude. You know, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of flaws. It'd be hard to grow up like that. It to be put up in a pedestal when he was two. It'd be right. hard to be Britney Spears. It'd be hard to be Justin Bieber. It'd be hard to be Michael Jordan. And right. so, I mean, can you imagine the pressure Bronny is feeling right now? LeBron. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I, I think that he's, he is flawed, hugely flawed, but he has been subjected to pressures that we have zero idea about. Yep. And so that actually, that was leading me to my question, you know, who is the more flawed character in the Tiger Woods saga, the Tiger Woods life? Is it he or is it his dad? I mean, his dad taught him these ways. You know, when I say taught him these ways, I don't mean it that way. He so- grew up watching exactly what his dad did. He wanted his dad was his idol. Whatever his dad said, it was gospel. You know, my dad does this. I see him do this. I'm going to be that same dude. So who is the more flawed individual? Was it Tiger or was it his father? You know, his father, his father yeah. definitely. And his his mother was a saint. You know, yeah. I mean, his mother put up with a bunch. And, you know, I mean, in the book, especially they they painted her as the opposite end of the spectrum, being his right. caretaker, being his, right. you know, the person that always took him to play the person. And um, but I, I would say it would be hard. And let's just let's say womanizing, you know, because that was a big part of his dad. Everybody knows this. You know, right. it would be hard to watch your dad womanize quite the way that he did. And for somebody you respected and not have that become part of your lifestyle. And so I think that his dad was the worst individual because Tiger was just fitting these flaws into a very successful lifestyle. His dad was fitting these flaws into the lifestyle that Tiger was leading him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So think about this too. Like you, he loved his mom and still loves his mom so dearly. And to see the other person that he loves just as much, treat his mother like that with these other women think that what that did to his head you know what i'm saying like a flawed individual but he has reasons for these flaws i wonder if tiger could take it back think about this if he could start over and not and you know they said when he was like 10 months old his dad would put him in the the little what do you call it where you yeah the little seat and he would hit balls in the garage and tiger would watch him over and over, watching his dad hit the golf ball. Every meal, he's sitting in that little seat. I mean, for until, 
you know, until when he was two years old, he's hitting the golf ball and just killing it when he was two. I wonder if Tiger could go back knowing all that has happened to his life. Granted, he's been on the top of the world, the peak of, you know, athletes and people, famous people in the world. And he's also seen the bottom of the barrel, too, when it came to his infidelities, his adultery, his drugs and all this stuff. And would he if he could do it all over, would he do anything different? I wonder what I wonder what he would say to that. I, you know what? It seems like Tiger's more at peace now than he ever was. And yeah. either he's more at peace with his flaws or he's more at peace. But, you know, I think that the lifestyle that he lived, he he didn't have a moral. I don't feel like he was taught morality right. in a way that was like expected of him. Like, you know, it's kind of like his wife that he married was and is probably the, one of the most attractive people on the planet. Right. Can we, can we agree on that? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I don't know what kind of person she is. I don't know. But if you are married to that and immediately chasing physically something else, something's wrong. Right. Right. Something's yeah. wrong. It's kind of like this is this is kind of off base, but I, this is the, the way my ma- mind works. If Halle Berry and Jennifer Aniston cannot get a man to commit to them. There's something wrong with these two women. There's something wrong with them. Completely agree, man. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, right, because so- I was I, I was thinking about it the other day. So Brad Pitt, yeah, Brad Pitt had and Jennifer Aniston were married, and you know she seems so cool and she's beautiful. Brad Pitt, cool dude, whatever. I was like, you know, marriage made in heaven, but he could. Maybe she's crazy. He could not deal with whatever it was and had to split. That's and just not Brad Pitt. Three other dudes too that she's been married to, right? And, yeah. And anyway, so I, I, you're, I understand what your philosophy is here. Yeah, something you know, a little off with them. Let me let me tell you something here. Jennifer Aniston, beautiful woman. Yeah. You said crazy. Brad Pitt left her for Angelina Jolie. <laughs> you talk about a crazy woman. He can handle that crazy and not the other. She's got to wow. be bananas crazy, right? And Halle Berry. But, but probably my hands down most beautiful woman on the planet in yeah. my life. You know what I mean? Like I, if yeah. I had to say top three, she's and her feet must stink. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> got to be terrible. Yeah. Because you know, her background too, like she's had like 18 different dudes over the last 20 years and they all come out of it. Like get me away from here. You know, they are heading for the hills. So yeah, it must be her feet. It really stink. Um, interesting. That's a, a good philosophy that you bring up about, see, you know, it doesn't matter how beautiful or how I think people always are going to even, not everyone, but you know, Tiger had the most beautiful woman, you know, she seemed like a great wife, took care of the kids. You don't know what happens behind closed doors, but it just wasn't enough. I think people with, uh, personalities like Tiger and maybe Michael and whom else, help us else ever. It's all about conquering, you know? I want to get the next one. You know, what's the next one? I want to, it's hard to settle, I guess, for people like that. You know, they're on to the next one. There's always something better. So, uh, but you know, the grass is not always greener out there. And I think Tiger probably realized that uh, soon yeah, after sure the world came crashing down. down in the gra- when he was laying face down in the grass after getting hit in that back of the head <laughs> with that golf game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's some, it's, that's why I am definitely going to watch that documentary though. Heard some pretty amazing things about it. 
But anyway, Hank, before we leave, I did want to point this out. So around Christmas time, my company partner, Lux Printing, partnered with the City of Hickory, and we printed this really fabulous book. It's about it's called City of Hickory. It's the then and now 150 years of you know Hickory, which is pretty awesome. That's so. I, if you want to buy one, because these things are really good, I got one from my mom and dad for Christmas, and it, t- it shows pictures of like all kinds of different aspects of our town, like from the downtown, what it used to look like 150 years ago, to what it looks like now. You know what the churches looked like 100 years ago. Boom, what the schools look like. So it's a before and after kind of book. A lot of images, a lot of great interviews. So anyway, if you want to buy one of these awesome books, Hank, I'm going to give you the address here in a second when I find it, and just know. That your friendly neighborhood print sales guy, Chad East, helped to bring this book to Hickory. So, to pre-order yours today, you can go to redhawkpublications.company.site. Place your order. They're $40 for the book. They'll send it directly to you. It's a great gift for, yeah, like, like I said, for your parents, for your grandparents, for people new to town, for even your friends. I mean, there's some articles about people that we know in there, you know, like that are sacred us like co miller and you know these people that helped us grow up there's a lot of articles about folks like that in that book so yeah check it out it's called hickory then and now hey good work man and i'm sure that we could get on uh you know if they had a question they could go to info at the mesh.tv and ask about it we could link uh link that to it so um yeah i mean always good to have kind of that historical background because we're not always going to have our parents here to tell us stories of when they were younger, our grandparents. You know, I think I told you, and I think that we've talked about this on the podcast, is one of the things that I've done is I bought my dad and my father-in-law something called StoryWorth. And every week they've been given a, a question. And uh, my dad not being very um, technologically savvy, I've been t- asking the question of him, He's been talking to me about it. I've been writing down notes and I've been telling the story. Yeah. And uh, it's been amazing. It really hasn't been amazing. But my dad's 87. And, you know, my my hope is let's just get through this book, you know, and, you know, I mean, in reality. And uh, but, you know, we always won't have those individuals to tell us what, you know, what it looked like. Um, You know, you tell your daughters and I tell Harris about 127 being a two lane road. They're like, get out of here. I'm like, yeah, man, it's Tulane Road when I was in middle school. They're like, you're out of here. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Like just to travel around the town and say, this used to be there and that used to be woods. And, you know, there was nothing here because it it flabbergasted them. They're like, no way that uh, that used to be a roses. You know, that what what is it now? Bargain hunt. That used to be roses. That's where I used to go get my toys, you know, when I was in fourth grade. So it's, it's, yeah, it's. Home it's Depot great. used to be nothing but woods. Just all woods. Yeah, it's great to tell them those stories because you see their the wheels working. Like, so no, that those were trees right there, and now there's you know, blah 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 here. Yeah, it's fun to go down uh, memory lane with them uh, regarding Hickory for sure. So, what you got going on this weekend, buddy? Anything exciting? Well, it's it looks like it's uh, no rain in the forecast. It's going to be a dry week for Mister Heimer. <laughs> going to be another dry week but um um, i think harris is going skiing tonight he uh he's probably on his way um he's one of his little buddies is on a ski team and so he uses today as an excuse to ride up there while they're doing the ski team he'll get a couple runs down on the awesome up there and uh, this weekend uh you know 
without basketball and without indoor soccer, we're, you know, we're in between fall sports and spring sports. And, um, we've skied more, but the other thing is, is we've woke, gotten up later. We've had real, like made breakfast and had mm-hmm. real breakfast and kind of farted around the house. And every yeah. Sunday we're playing airsoft, which is just, you know, we play like war with our kids and it's been, um, you know, I would have said, man, I hate the idea of not having basketball and those things, but it's been pretty awesome. I mean, it really has. It seems life is less stressful without running to it. I love the sports too, but going to practice every day, making games for the weekend, you know, it seems like it's just a lot. You got work all week, then you got the sports after work and over the weekend. It just seems like you have a little bit more chance to breathe without the sports. However, I do miss them. Um, As I was telling you yesterday, my Lucy Rose, who is a heck of a basketball player, decided she did not want to try out for the junior high team, which they really wanted her to play so she could focus on her dancing. And so we actually even talked about it a little bit last night. I wanted to see how their practice was, were going because a lot of her friends tried out. And she said, they're going they're going good. The girls seem to like it. I was like, well, do you miss it? You wish you would have tried out for the team? And she said, nope, Daddy, I don't miss it at all. She said, I like to dance more than I like to play basketball. And I said, well, maybe that would change one day and it, it might, or maybe it'll stay the same. But the one thing she did say, she said, I appreciate you giving me a choice. You and mommy giving me a choice on what I can do. Some moms and dads say, no, 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 this is what you're going to do. No question. Just go do it. But she said, y'all gave me a choice. So it was a very intellectual conversation with the sixth grader we had last night. So that um, must be a quality she got from her mama. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt about it. Well, buddy, I wish you luck on this weekend of dryness. It's a, a warm front coming through at the Hank uh, household where it'll be just lots of water and Gatorade drink where at the East household it might be a little bit something different. But I will think of you all the way through to January 30th. And uh, to our listeners, please, if you have anything you'd like to talk for us to talk about or you want to jump on with us, send us a text, shoot us an email. I think hit. Hank hit you with the email address before it was info at the mesh.tv. Hit us up. Continue to listen. Um, what I'm trying to do, Hank, is on Facebook and some social media accounts, I'm sharing the link that our producer moves post every week. And hopefully we're getting some hits and some more people are listening to our show because I do get the every now and then text from people and new people saying, hey, man, I listened to it. Y'all are doing a good job. So let's keep up the good work, sir. And um, mm-hmm. I'll look forward to seeing you very, very soon. All right. Peace to all, each and all every, out, of, out, out there. And don't forget, fresh start. We got a fresh start starting today. Go America. Peace. Later. Crazy women. That's the only kind I know. Crazy women. Keep me running for the door. Crazy women. Well, I guess they're all the same. Crazy women. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.